Welcome to the Wolverine Digest Podcast, the best spot for objective and authentic coverage of Michigan athletics. If you want open dialogue, honest opinions, and in-depth coverage of the maze and blue, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Brandon Brown, joined as always by Chris Breiler. I'm just going to start by saying go blue. Welcome, 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 everybody on a Wednesday night. We're just a few days away from kickoff. We're feeling a little frisky. I got the taco meat out tonight, dude. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. There's something about a Wednesday show, man. The taco meat's out. It's hump day. You're halfway through the week. We're like two and a half days until game day. It's, It's really hard not to be in a good mood right now. It is. It is. Obviously, um, Sean Bennett's out there. He's, he said he brought a ton of good questions for the evening, and and that's okay. what we're that's what we want. That's what we love. Excited about that fan led Wednesday's first one of the season. What up, Mike, Brian, CJ, Adam? We are going to um, we're going to do a little bit of intro with Colorado State, but as we were just talking, I mean, like Michigan's favored to win these games, these first three games, but like they literally might be favored by fifty plus. Let's ask them right now. Let's ask ask the fans right now. How much of a deep dive would you, would you want to hear about Colorado State? Like, how much do you care about Colorado State as an opponent right now, as yeah. it stands on a Wednesday? You can comment that on there and we'll, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit here and there about him. What, you know, what Jay Harbaugh said about him today, what George Hilo said about him today. Um, but I mean, Michigan's expected to win by a lot. Now that's not to disrespect the opponent because Michigan has lost games that they shouldn't lose before. We all know that, but I mean, everybody expects these ones to be pretty easy. I mean that, you know, obviously you mentioned app state and everybody freaks out because Michigan never should. Dude, that was like, state was talented. That was a national championship level team at the the yeah. next tier down. They had a, several NFL guys on that roster. Um, anyway, not going to get into all that, but we will talk Colorado State out of the gate here. Then, uh, then we will jump right into fan led questions. We're super excited about that, and um, we're also just more and more excited about this RV scenario. I mean, every time I look at it, dude, I send a picture to somebody. I talk to a buddy about this. I do this. I do that. I just can't wait. And you and your wife, dude. I mean, I dude, just pat yourself on the back and talk about it for a minute right here. Listen, I, changes since the last couple days. I know. Listen, I know. Here's the thing. I'm not going to post it because it's not done. And I want to wait until, um, you know, I want to wait until it's finished until people get, you know, we give people a chance to see the inside. But since people are going to be able to see it, you know, relatively quickly here. Um, let's see here. I'm just trying, I mean, I'll hold it up to the, you know, this gives you a little bit of, maybe a little bit of insight. You know, you got the flat screen, you got the fireplace. Let me just show you, let me show you one other thing that's in this RV. Can I show you? This is how we're going to settle disputes now on the command center. I look at, I don't know (laughs) if you can see this here, but we got, we got the mortal Kombat machine on the RV ready to go. If we have a disagreement, we're just going to settle it here. Uh, there's we're other things. Have, <laughs> we're also going to have the Xbox. We're also going to well, have Madden. college. Well, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to, I'm going to share pictures. I promise I'll share pictures before uh game day, but uh, we're putting a lot of effort into making it nice. And we hope it's something that look, we're going to announce the location tonight and we want people to come out. We want you to be a part of it. If we've got NCAA 14 college football hooked up on the Xbox. You better believe you better stop by the RV because we're just a stone's throw away from the big house. There's no reason you can't stop by, get your ass kicked real quick and then get into the game. So no excuses not to come by. That's right. And you know what what there, Mike, hold on one second there, Mike. Uh, Let me clarify. The shitter there is not full because I Uh uh, physically removed the shitter from the RV. So that will not be uh, an issue moving forward. She had a little funk, a little funk, and we wanted to make sure that was rectified and fixed up. So, yeah, shitter's not full. Shitter doesn't exist at this point. I mean, that's that's where we're at. Chris, I'm only going to put this up because you just did. I know you said we're kind of waiting to unveil the whole thing, and it's it's not perfect yet, but it's, dude, it is glorious and beautiful compared to where it was when we picked her up. And you yeah. just showed it on your phone, so I wanted to put it up there so people can see it a little bit better. But look, I mean, dude. Look at what we got. 
We got the rug. See, you can see my wife's my wife's slippers are sitting down there. The flat screen. I'm watching Brandon and I on the podcast. We got the fireplace going. That's the front end of the RV. Where you know the back end is getting some work done. That's where the arcade is. There's gonna, you know, it's it's gonna be a the the point is to make it a nice, comfortable place for people to come by, and hopefully at some point here we'll get some players on and uh, you know do some cool interviews. So. There you go. So listen, little- no, Antoine, li- I want to, I want to put this, I want to put this to bed right now. I can't tell you how many people when it comes to the bathroom have been like, yo, don't take out the bathroom. You're going to want the bathroom, keep it in there. But every single person who has told me that is not the person who had to deal with what I had to deal with. And I got to <laughs> tell you, I am, I am not made for emptying sewage tanks. I'm just not, I'm not cut from that cloth. It's not, it's not my deal. And so Unless I told Brandon, I was like, Brandon, unless you want to be the sewage guy, unless you want to man the station, I'm taking it out. And uh, Brandon was also a no go. <laughs> so out she came. Out she came. Yeah. No, I mean, we talked about it because like, yeah, it, that that's one of the things of that's one of the nice things about having an RV is there's a bathroom on there and you can use. But like everything we've ever done involving road trips and staying here and doing this and going, I mean, you, you, we'd never had a bathroom and it was fine. So we'll just continue to do that and not have to deal with the stench and the nastiness on the tour. Yeah, no, so I ain't doing yeah, that. We're, we're good. We're good on that. Cause you, I mean, Antoine, you're not alone, dude. Almost every person we've told that we're ripping that thing out of there is like, don't do it. And I'm like, well, do you guys <laughs> want to come empty the, empty the deuces out? Cause we don't. Let we're me tell you, I did it. I did it once. And that was my first and final time emptying a sewage tank in an RV. I'll never do it again. Ever. Listen, all right, Antoine, if you're a truck driver, I get it. We're, we're, you know, we're talking about a road trip a couple, you know, a couple times a season here, yeah. not middle. Of, we're not going to be doing middle of the night stuff. We're going to be driving to the game. Then you've got Porta Johns. You've got bathrooms. We're in the press box. We come back to the thing. We, I mean, it's just not going to be that kind of vibe. It's just, dude, it's this is, this is pretty indicative of how the bathroom conversation has gone in the yeah. RV. It is a hot button topic. Hot button. Antoine, it's not just you family, friends, significant others everybody has a very strong opinion on the bathroom situation it's pretty incredible a no deuce rule we've heard that before but just we just we just removed all but variables then you got urine sloshing around in there every yeah. you're driving i don't want that well there you go anyway no bathroom involved so if you're planning on coming by and dropping off an upper decker do it somewhere else dude you're not <laughs> doing it on the command center all right it's not happening it's a work um, environment for god's sakes so, okay, about Colorado State, um, yeah, Michigan's favored by somewhere around 30, 27 and a half, 28 and a half, whatever the number is. So, obviously, they're expected to win and win big. I would expect them to cover that, actually. I think Michigan's going to be really good. lot to handle, too many athletes, too much speed, too deep. Um, and I think Michigan's going to get out to a big lead early. However, I'm intrigued by the offense that that Colorado State is going to run because they, they, they throw it around, dude. They're going to throw the ball. 50 60 times a game they run virtually an air raid offense they've got a transfer quarterback from nevada he came over with mike norvell they've got some weapons at on at wide receiver guys that they think are going to be pretty damn good you know against uh similar competition and in their conference they have a running back who is a former wide receiver so another they're going to be throwing it everywhere they're going to be throwing it around the lot and I like that because we're going to get a chance to see DJ Turner tested. We're going to get a chance to see Javon Green, who are you know supposed to be better, bigger, faster, Mike trying Sainer to create still. more turnovers. Mike Sainra still at cornerback. We're going to get a good look at him. Those safeties that are you know no more Dax, no more Dax Hill, no more Brad Hawkins. We're going to see a little bit more of Rod Moore, a little bit more of Makari Page, R.J. Moten, who played a lot last year, and maybe the biggest thing that I'm looking for is that pass rush, dude. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for those edge guys and those linebackers to be playing some games, some twists, some stunts. Who can get pressure off the edge? Who's going to get to the quarterback? Mozzie up the middle might get his first sack of his career. I like a lot about what Colorado State presents in the form of offensive style, offensive philosophy. I think we're going to get to see a lot of pretty cool stuff out of Michigan, even though they're the far better team and probably going to win this one by a lot. I'm curious to see how they're how they defend all this stuff that you're really not going to see anywhere else in the Big Ten, but it's a chance to kind of iron out some of those things that we're curious about. 
I, I do think that's probably the most interesting part of all of this is the way they run their offense is going to show you a little bit about what Michigan's made of defensively in the secondary. And you're right. You're going to get to see some things up front as well. And, and that'll give something, you know, people something to like look for the game within the game. But at the end of the day, we all know that this is going to, what the end result is going to be. It's going to be ugly and uh, Michigan's probably going to play pretty well. And that's how we expect Saturday to go. And so Brandon and I were talking about like, do we do a deep dive on Colorado state? Cause we like to go into the opponent, but you know, as we start to get into conference play and, and the opponents pick up. Yeah. But dude, we, we can't, we just can't spend 30 minutes on UConn. There's nothing to really talk about. Same with, same with yeah. Colorado state. Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. I mean, let, let's be honest. We'll call a spade a spade, man. This is a very, very weak non-conference schedule. Michigan's going to be favored by a ton in all three games. Um, that's actually what I'm looking up right now. I was trying to see what the current spread was. I know it was at like 27 and a half. I'm not sure if it moved or not. If anybody has that handy, you can throw it up in the in the uh, in the chat there. But Michigan's expected to win by a lot, and I think they will win by a lot. Um, just a very quick quote. Again, we're not okay. 30 and a half is if, if that's what it's moved to. That's that's substantial, man. We're talking four touchdowns. Um, Kevin Little of the Colorado I'm just going to read a very quick quote. He put up a prediction on the, the Michigan game against Colorado State. He said, I'm calling this one a soft open for four air raid. It's going to be fun for fans to get a look, but we all know that it won't be very smooth. The real thing starts next week, but this is a chance to be on the biggest stage in college football and get a test against one of the best. He has Michigan winning 41 to 17. That seems a that's not bad. I, I think it's probably going to be worse. I think Michigan's going to score more than that. I could see a I could see a scenario where Colorado State scores a couple times though. When you when you throw Early. it that you're gonna yeah, you're gonna you're gonna press it down the field. I was I actually think late. I mean, you, if Michigan okay. gets up 40 points and they're still airing it out, and you've got second and third string DBs in there, and you're not getting quite a push up front. It's not that unreasonable to think about them popping a big one and you know scoring. Geez, did I just say popping a big one on the? All right. Anyway, I think they're going to score some points. I don't think this will be a shutout. I think there's a chance for a shutout against Hawaii. Uh, but I think I think you know I think Colorado State could score a couple touchdowns. Maybe they chip sure. in a field goal. Seventeen points seems pretty reasonable. I think Michigan's going to score more than 41. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to probably be in the sixties for sure. So, you know, we'll see what that ends up looking like. I am, I do find myself very, very curious about, you know, Mike Sainer still, uh, how much are we going to see of Will Johnson? You know, the true freshman in this one, lots of, lots of footballs in the air, lots of opportunities to make plays. We heard from, DJ Turner, we heard from Jamon Green. They have put a massive emphasis on creating more turnovers, getting the yeah, head back yeah. and making plays on the ball. Th this is this is the best game in the country for that, maybe, because it's not a very talented team. It's a, it's a first-year coach. Well, not a first-year coach. First year at Colorado State, and they're just going to be throwing it around the yard. And I think Michigan's going to have an opportunity to create some turnovers, and they're going to be able to make some plays. And that's always fun. I mean, you pick you pick the ball off and you create turnovers and your defense gets a chance to do some things. That's always fun to watch. And so I am curious to see how that looks. I wonder how much we will see. You know, how much is Jesse Minner going to mix up the blitz packages and the different twists and stunts up front? How much is he going to try to pressure the transfer quarterback from Nevada? Um, who is going to – dude, I mean, I think they're going to throw it 50-plus times. Like, that's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of aired it out. That's going to give Michigan some opportunities to make some plays. I mean, Chris, we we we've talked a lot about the different question marks for Michigan on defense. I don't know how much we're going to get answers of those questions in this one, but do, do you have like one big question, knowing the kind of offense that Colorado State plays, knowing what we still need to see from Michigan, like who's where, who's doing what, what's the rotate, like what what do you? What are you most curious about knowing what kind of offense Colorado State's going to trot out there? I'm Even though I know that the secondary is going to be tested, I'm still very curious about that defensive front, what the what the defensive line looks like, what the edge rushers look like. I just want to see what it looks like. There's a lot of guys that are, you know, Mason Graham. I want to see what he looks like out there. True freshman. I, there's yeah. a lot up there that I want to see. Mozzie Smith, obviously, have been very high on him all offseason. And, and this is one of those games where if he's as dominant of a guy as we expect him to be, it should be pretty evident 
uh, this upcoming Saturday. I don't know that there's anybody on that offensive line that's ready to deal with Mozzie Smith. And so that's where the, what I'm looking at is the, the defensive line. But yeah, I mean, the secondary is going to be tested and I think it's going to be great that, you know, Michigan isn't really known for getting, I, I don't know what the numbers are. How many interceptions did they have last year, the year before? I mean, it's not a keep, lot. Keep talking. I will look that up as you go. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of been, at least as, from a fan standpoint, it's been, you know, Michigan struggling to create turnovers, getting interceptions. And so if you have an inferior opponent that plans on potentially throwing the ball 45, 50 times, especially if they're down and they're trying to keep up, it's the first week. They know they're going to have to try to work the kinks out. There's going to be opportunities for guys like Jamon Green, DJ Turner, and Mike Sainer still to, to get some interceptions. And so it would be nice to see Michigan capitalize week one and get that mojo going early um, rather than go a few weeks into the season still waiting to get your first big pick. Michigan had just eight. Eight okay. interceptions last year. So, yeah, not a lot. That's, that's not a lot. That was uh... – that was good for just 93rd in the country. Um, yeah, you got to be better than that. You have to be better. To kind of put it into perspective, Iowa led the country in interceptions with 25. So, I mean, like, that's a lot, but it's a lot of extra get, possessions. Yeah, to just get eight picks, that's that's not that's not a lot. And so they've been focusing on that. You know, they've been focusing on that. They talked about it. They meant they both mentioned specifically that they're trying to force more turnovers. Like they talked yeah. on different days, and it, they almost gave the exact same answer, Jamon Green and DJ Turner. So you know that's something that they're looking for. And, you know, Clink, second year, a little bit more hands-on with the defense as a co-coordinator. Like, it seems like that's been a focus, and I'm, I'm curious to see how it looks. I saw someone say it in the comments. I brought it up, too. I am excited to see Will Johnson. I am excited mm -hmm. to see him on the field in the number two jersey. He was, you know, the other the older DBs, DJ Turner, Jamon Green, were really praising him just – how physical he is, how great his ball skills are for a freshman and just his knack of being around the ball. I think he's, we're going to do a little bit more of this on Friday, Chris, but pick, pick for Will Johnson Saturday. What do you think? No, I mean, my, my, my heart wants to say yeah, yes, but no, no pick, for Will Johnson. <laughs> no pick for Will Johnson. I could see, I think it comes from Jamon green. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to get into some of those specifics a little bit on Friday when we do our, over unders and our predictions well, Chris is going to call me dumb or smart. Maybe he's going to call me dumb. Cause I think Will Johnson might get himself a pick on Saturday. There's, well, let me just, there's a high, high percentage, a uh, high likelihood that I will call you dumb. Let's just probability. Maybe that's the word probability. Yeah. 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 Certainty. Okay. Uh, any of those. All right. Mikey's painter still, maybe he's getting his hands on one. He's a former receiver. Be very poetic. I would love to see that week one. So really cool uh, matchup, you know, again, Michigan favored by 30, probably not going to be very close, expect it to be an easy, uh, you know, kind of a cruise control win, but pretty cool offense for that defense to go up against in week one and you know, chance to make some plays, chance to get after the quarterback, chance for some young guys to probably pay, uh, play and uh, play a lot. I mean, we might see a lot of these young guys in this first one. Uh, given the type of offense that uh, that uh, Colorado State runs. So and looking forward to seeing how all of that looks. All right, dude, we got a sponsor. We have a sponsor, a very legitimate <laughs> one, Mediascapes. Shout out to them for wrapping the RV the way that they did. Here's a little Richie word from Rich. our boy Rich over at Mediascapes. Hey, this is Rich from Mediascapes located in Burton. Let me fill you in a little bit about our business. We are a full-service sign and graphic company from banners, yard signs, to vehicle wraps. When it comes to marketing your business, we also provide video and photography services, as well as apparel and promotional items. If it's something that will make your business organization stand out, we do it. And I guarantee we do it well. We are Mediascapes on Dora Highway, south of Bristol Road, just before Rock Bottom. Check out our work at Mediascapes.com. That's Mediascapes with a K.com. Well, there you have it. There's our boy Rich, man. Rich has become... Rich has become an instrumental part of what we're going to do moving forward. And he's not lying, dude. If you have and I'm, I'm saying anything like literally damn near anything when it comes to marketing or just taking your brand to another level or getting recognized or making a splash at an event, Rich will get you right. So go check him out. Media escapes again. He's, he said it, but it's media scapes with a K not with a C. S-K-A-P-E-S at the end.com, mediascapes.com. Check them out, man. Uh, brought our vision 
to life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I've never, I've never been happier to prom- promote a business in my life. I mean, you For know real, how sometimes dude. you got to like promote something and try to work yourself up into like caring about it and like, eh, this is legit. Like uh, such a big part of what we're doing. And it's not just the rap. It's beyond that. It's, it's apparel, yeah. it's audio. These guys do everything. And so I feel like we are extremely fortunate to, uh, to have found those guys and shout out to, to Flinton, uh, for putting us on to the, the folks over at Mediascapes. Flinton did my vehicle and, uh, put us onto those guys over there. Um, so if you need your windows tinted out, free shout out to those guys as well. A free shout out for Flinton, dude. How about I mean, it? Dude, they, they sent us to like the, the, the Oasis, the goal, that's yeah. where we needed to go. And they put us right I, in the right spot. So I could throw this up real quick. This is on, if you get a chance to scan our QR code or, you find out, you know, how to how to get to our, our sponsorship page. You can find this clickable link. But there's there's the word right there. Mediascapes. That's how they spell it. Phone number located in Burton. Um, building brands with a purpose. Absolutely, man. Rich, shout out to him for getting us right and getting us ready for the season. All right, dude. Fan led Wednesdays. Do we you know what? I dropped the ball. I don't have music for fan led Wednesdays and we need it. What? Yeah, we need it. Can we, we get an applause? Let's just get an applause lead in. You know, we can get the the. Definitely need to hit that button just now. Did you Jeez. just hit Spartan Dog. I did. I oh hit Spartan God. Dog. Week week one issues. We're still trying to work out the kinks here. It is a fan led Wednesday. It is a fan led Wednesday. I'm excited no. for these, man. Do I have? Does this music work better than nothing? That's eh, too intense. Sarah McLaughlin. Nah. Eh. <laughs> I think we're just going to unveil music. I mean, we're really getting after let's it Let's just go. Hey, what about the game show music? Let's get it game on. Let's, we got to have something in the background. We got to have something. We can't sound like two dead bodies up here. Oh, there we go. There we go. Brady Gallagher, we are not in the parking lot. We are not uh, in, in any of that. We will get to that here before the end of the show. You guys are going to know exactly where the RV is stationed. And like I said, we are close. There is absolutely no excuse for not coming. I think I've been I've been named the TFG like four times already on this Wednesday episode. No music. Yeah, accidentally playing uh, Spartan Dogs. I apologize, everybody. All right, fan-led questions. If you got them, throw them our way. We'll give you our best insight based on the things that we've learned, the things that we've gleaned, things that we have talked about. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to go the distance with fan-led Wednesday. Let me scroll back up. I feel like people started throwing stuff they out. They were there. coming in. They were flowing and flowing. And, uh, you know, now, oh, my God, we already got a lot of comments, dude. All right. Fan-led Wednesdays. A lot, uh, lot of new comments there. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. I'm going to reword the question a little bit, but it's something I've been thinking about. We now know that Caden McNamara is going to be the starter, Chris. Is there anything that, I mean, are we going to be surprised by anything that Kate McNamara does on on Mon- on Saturday? I mean, we do know what to expect, right? Is there any way he can surprise us? Well, yeah, I think there is a way he can surprise us if if the offense has gone through somewhat of an evolution. I mean, I think he, it was Matt Weiss, you know, and and Jim Harbaugh said that the goal is to continuously evolve. And I think, you know, if if the offense has been allowed to evolve because of the tremendous amount of weapons they have, and Cade McNamara is able to, you know, to operate a little more freely, then yeah, we might see something new. My gut tells me it's going to be a lot of what we saw last year, where. He's pretty efficient with the ball. He's handing it off a lot, and and we know what his game is. I don't know that there's going to be – I guess I don't know that there should be much of an expectation for him to change much of what we saw last year. I Did just, I just go back on what I said? It's possible, but not likely, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much that can be – that'll surprise anybody. I, I, I'd i be shocked if they have him throw it very much. I mean, think back to last year. We were – you know, through three or four. But isn't that the point, though? Isn't that the point? man? I don't know if that's the point. It's still a competition. It's still a QB competition. So what do you, you know, I feel like you got to throw it a little bit more. You got to do something. You got to dip into the bag of tricks a little bit. If you're not doing that, then then what what are you doing the first two weeks? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I mean, Jim Harbaugh dipping into the bag of tricks against Colorado State. Come on. Well, not Jim Harbaugh, but let let Cade McNamara do it. Yeah. Play free, make some things happen, earn you the should, job, win it. I'll see. All right. I, Adam Burkett asks, do we think we'll see a lot of Braden McGregor 
I don't think so. I, I, you know, like that's not a knock on him. That's not like to, you know, throw him under the bus. He just hasn't been mentioned that much. He really hasn't. I mean, when you talk about the guys who are going to play up front, the guys coming off the edge, he's like the fifth or sixth guy mentioned, you know, down the, now you're talking about Chris Jenkins being shifted out to the edge, Mike Morris, Taylor Upshaw, Jalen Harrell. There's no mention of Braden McGregor very often when it comes to rolling off those those edge guys or those ends. I I mean, you know, Michigan, I think, is going to win by a lot, so we're probably going to see a lot of different bodies out there. But as a, as a main part of the rotation, it doesn't sound like he's in there, which I think a lot of people are probably a little bummed about that, but that's what it, what it looks like right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because we've been around him a little bit, and he certainly looks the part. I mean, he's all tatted up, you know, the leg tats, the arm tats, and he's he looks every bit the part of what a dominant edge rusher should be. But you're right. Usually if those guys are playing really well and showing out, you, you hear about it from fall camp. It, it gets out one way or another. And the only thing I'm basing that on is that exactly what you said, Brandon. I just haven't heard his name mentioned a lot basically in, in, in anything when it comes to the defense, like maybe in passing, but I haven't heard anybody point to him as like a guy to watch out for. So we'll see. All right. Kind of staying along the, uh, the defensive line there. I just mentioned it. If Chris Jenkins is now a defensive end, where does he come in? Uh, it sounds like he comes in being a badass because Trevor Keegan identified him as the hardest guy to block because he's, I don't want to say he saw it off, but he's not very lengthy. You know, he's kind of compact with the way that he's built. He's probably listed at about six, three. And I, you know, I don't, I don't, I certainly wouldn't say he's any taller than that. And he's just, he's absolutely put together. He's probably 290, 295, which is big for a defensive end, but he's very athletic. He's got great get off. Some of the offensive linemen have talked about how quick he is off the line. They call him the mutant for a reason. The way he bends, the way he moves, the way he runs at his size and his build, it sounds like he's going to be a, a real force and a, a movable piece. Same thing with Mike Morris we heard about. These guys are, you know, they're upwards of 290 now, can play on the interior if you need them to, can play out at the, at the wide seven, the wide nine, even the five, slide them down to the three. I think you're going to be able to move these guys around a lot, and it sounds like Chris Jenkins is going to be a benefactor of Mason Graham stepping up and being a 300 and. 20 pounder who you can play as a true freshman because now you get a chance to move Chris Jenkins outside a little bit where he can really cause some damage. You know, when we were in Flint, I saw Chris Jenkins uh, doing the jump rope with what with popcorn in one hand. And, uh, you know, he, he called, he mentioned that they call him the mutant when he was on our show last. And I mean, from an athletic standpoint, you can just see the dude is big, but he can move around like it, like he's a small skill yeah. player. And so I'm really excited to see, you know, it feels like it's been a long time coming for him. I'm excited to see what he can do. They're built differently. Chris Jenkins is a lot more solid ways quite a bit more, but dude, I, I love the way that Chris Jenkins and Jalen Harrell look as pass rushing. Yes. Yeah. Too. They just have a look, man, that makes it seem like they're going to be a lot to handle wherever they come from. They're, like I said, they're, I think Jalen Harrell's probably in the 250 range, and you've got Jenkins up in the 290 range. So they're not the same guy, but in terms of their build and just how they're put together, how they're able to move, I really like what they could potentially do off the edge. All right, Chris, I'll let you go first on this one. I've been I've been blabbing a little bit and leaving you with not much left to say. This is kind of a you know just a quick comparison one. Who do you think forces more turnovers, RJ Mo RJ Moten or DJ Turner? I, th I just think it's going to be DJ Turner by nature of the position. I think, you know, he uh, – did he get a couple picks last year? He yeah, had at least – Six against Maryland. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, he's – Might have been it. I mean, the guy, you know, they sent him to Big Ten media days by all accounts out of uh, fall camp. Um, he's had a pretty solid fall camp. That's another guy. Like, R.J. Moten is a, is a guy that is solid. We saw him on the beach – like, dude, his back looks like it's built out of granite. Like, he looks yeah. like he should be able, able to do whatever he wants to do on the football field. But in terms of who's going to come up with more turnovers, create more, I'll go with DJ Turner. But for RJ Moten, like, he's a veteran. It's time for this guy to, to step up and have a big year, and he is one of many guys where it's bag season for him. Needs you know to what? make I, it happen this year. I don't disagree with your assessment at all or your, your praising of DJ. DJ Turner, but I'm actually going to go in a different direction because I think DJ Turner is going to be much better this year, which means he doesn't get thrown at that much. Corners that lock down receivers yeah. don't get tested very often. 
And I think if you're going to test one of Michigan's corners, no offense to Jamon Green, I think he's who they'd go after. I think teams would rather throw at him than DJ Turner. And kind of like what you said, I mean, like the nature of the position, I guess it depends on how you're looking at it. Free safeties, you know, the guys roaming the back end of the field have a chance to make plays all over the place, whereas a corner is usually kind of limited to one half of the field. So I would go R.J. Moten, but like, I certainly wouldn't surprise me in the least to he, to see either one of these guys lead the team in interception. So I'll go, I'll go with uh, R.J. Moten, but I mean, yeah, dude, test D.J. Turner if you want to and let him get a hands on a few because I think he could do that. But I'll I'll go with Moten. Uh, I'm gonna, you know what? This is a good question, Brady, but I'm gonna skip it because I think we're gonna have some more focuses on this on friday's show sure. yep. uh, when we talk about the specific numbers of what's actually going to happen just giving the giant middle finger to brady right there i'm sorry man you Unbelievable. know i could have skipped over it completely this is like a medium-sized middle finger i at least put his question up there and acknowledged him by name um chris your boy he's one of the you love him love i think him. he's gonna be really good i think it's just a very crowded room but how yep. much run does dj uh does Derek? i'm saying dj does Darius Clemens get on Saturday? I think he actually gets quite a bit because I think, you know, this, this is going to be a situation where Michigan gets up early. And I think because they have so many weapons, it's going to be easy to cycle some of those guys in and out. And Darius Clemens is just too talented uh, to not be on the football field. And so I am quite certain you're going to see him get uh, quite a few reps on the, on the football field, whether or not he gets targeted, I'm not sure, but he'll be out there. No doubt. I mean, again, you talk about another guy, and I hate to keep referring to the beach. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I was out on the beach just watching watching guys all day. But essentially, that's what we were doing as part of our job. And you can't help but like you see Darius Clemens walk by, and you're like, that guy's just ready. He's ready right now. And, doesn't look, uh, doesn't look like a freshman. I'll tell you that. No, no. And they've got quite a few guys like that. And so, yeah, absolutely, Darius Clemens will be out on the football field making an impact. You know, I think this is another. It's it's another instance where the inferior opponent will let allow allow a lot of guys to play. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of dudes in there on Saturday that won't be regular parts of the rotation. I don't know if Darius Clemens is going to be a regular rotational guy. They've just got so many dudes who can play that spot. You've got Ronnie Bell back healthy and better than ever. Andrew Anthony, big leap from freshman to sophomore year. Cornelius Jones might be one of the most forgotten players on this roster, and he's Johnson. really freaking good. Cornelius Johnson, sorry. Uh, Roman Wilson, who, you know, he's stepping into returner role. Sounds like he's, you know, he's he's advancing his game. And then A.J. Henning, who I was pining to get more touches all of last year. I, they just have so many bodies back. There. And there's 4-3, four, 4-4 four, four speed every – I mean, yeah. it's it's speed, it's length, it's athleticism. They, they just have – they have it all at that position. So that's, I mean, somebody said it, we refer, I said this or referred to it on the last show. And I, I think I'm starting to agree. Somebody said that this is the most weapons they think they've ever seen on the Michigan football team in their lifetime. I don't know how old they were. They look like they're yeah. about my age and, and I tend to agree. All right. I'm going to throw this up there now, since it's being asked and Chris, we were going to do this anyway, and maybe waiting till the very end of the show is not the best uh, move for exposure, but Brady wants to know where are we parking this thing? The 2100? No, no, no. Oh, no. Should, we, RV... just, should we pull it up? Should we just I'm pull it up? up? Yeah, I'm pulling pull it up. up. The RV. Oh, let me move the let me move the comment real quick. The RV will be at 517 Berkeley Avenue. If you draw a line from the 50 yard line of the stadium right out across Main Street. You will run into Berkeley Avenue. It's up the hill a little ways. When you step out to the end of the property where we're going to be at, it is a glorious view of the big house down the street. That's where we will be. You can come out if you want to. We will be it's, there with freaking bells on, boys. It's a, a four-minute walk from the RV to uh, to the big house. So, yes. like I said, no excuse not to stop by. None. 517 Berkeley Avenue. We can And I'm going to put that I'll put that out on Facebook. We'll put that out on our socials so you guys, you know, you can save that or, or make a note of it or whatever the case is. But yes, 517 Berkeley. It's an awesome place. Going to be some gaming going on out there. Going to be some merch, going to be some food, <laughs> maybe a few libations, maybe. Bring your friends. Bring your friends. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Golly, I lost where I was at on the questions because I scrolled to another page. Let's see. See if I can get back to it. 
Uh, no, didn't get those trading cards. Not really feeling that move. All right, there we are. There we are. Okay, Brandon Brown, TFG. Yes, thank you, Adam. I probably need. I've, I've misspoken a couple of times. I'm tripping over my words over here. You've had a shaky outing. You've had a shaky outing. You know, it's game still week time to recover. It's still time to game recover. week for me too. I got to really get it back together on Friday. Yeah. Um, David Carpenter, uh, the name is escaping you. You are referring to Iyabi Anoma, um, the former five-star recruit that started out at Alabama, went to UT. Was it UT Martin? I think UT Martin. Yes, I believe um, so. You know, he's only been on campus for a little bit, and he's working his way in, but everybody says that he, you know, he's a freak. He's an athletic freak. You know, whether that means he'll he'll play much out of the gate, I'm not sure because he's still figuring stuff out and kind of learning his way. Jim Harbaugh did say he expected him to play, but again, I, I think you're going to see you're going to see a lot of dudes play on Saturday if if the game goes according to script. But I'm excited to see him play, dude. I mean, the, you know, the abilities there. He's apparently cleaned up his act a little bit and gotten his stuff together, and everybody's kind of vouched for him to be at Michigan. And you know, you you can't teach talent like he's got. He's got. When I talk about having like. Chris Jenkins not being the lengthy – this dude is the high cut, the long arms, the long legs, the guys that go high in the draft. I'm not saying he's going to go high in the draft, but he's built like that. He's built like the dudes that get drafted high because of his frame, because of his speed, because of his athleticism. So, man, if it clicks at some point this year, you just got an absolute steal in the late months of the summer, and now he's going to be ready to go on Saturday. So, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see what he looks like. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I mean, it's it, it's one of those things where you haven't heard a lot about him coming out of fall camp, but I do expect he's going to add some depth at that position. And based on what you said, all the measurables, the way he looks athletically, like it could be, you know, a huge addition to, to the, the Michigan football roster that, quite frankly, nobody really saw coming. I think it came out of left field, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just, he just showed up. He just His name just showed up. That's how I can remember. Like, there was no official announcement. Right. Right, somebody just either got a tip or just happened to see his name in the directory. I can't imagine you would have been searching for Yabi Anoma in the directory. I just happened to be reading the directory. I just typed it in there. But um, but no, it's a, it's a nice addition. I asked Chris Jenkins uh, yesterday about if they knew each other at all. He said, no, I didn't realize. Yeah, I think they're a couple years apart, but he, he said they've kind of bonded being from the DMV area, same, you know, and, and he had nothing but good things to say about him. So, you know, I mean, you know, they're not going to come out there and say like his dude's trash. I don't know why he came. Here. <laughs> I get that, but the stuff that he, they're he's saying, a, he's a problem. He's a problem. Yeah, the stuff that they're saying lines up with the kind of recruit he was, the talent that he has, the build that he has. And again, if it clicks and he can provide some help and some pass rush, and Mike Elston can get him right, yeah, you you take it. You take a flyer on a guy like that all day long because he's. He's got that kind of upside, no doubt about yes, it. Sir. This one's been asked a couple times. I like it, Chris. I'll let you go first on this one. Who's your breakout player on Saturday? Who do you think is going to shine in the first game of 2022? I mean, are we talking breakout in the sense that you don't expect them to, or just who's gonna who's gonna have the game? I think you could just say who's gonna who's gonna be the guy. I mean, I, we talk I, about an MVP at the end yeah. of the games when we do our post game. Who do you think that might be? To me play for him i would be surprised if he doesn't take it 60 plus yards within his first four touches i just he's just he wow. he is that lightning in a bottle i think it's going to happen pretty quickly for him week one and so i think he's going to put up a lot of yards i think he's going to have a relatively short afternoon but i think he's going to be spectacular in the time he is out there it's funny that you say that, and as high as I've always been on Blake Corum, I see a Donovan Edwards type of Saturday. I really do, man. Ooh, I think man. I think Donovan Edwards is going to pop off a couple long ones. He's going to be involved in the passing game maybe a little bit. He's going to play a lot. We know that. This offensive line is going to open up holes for these guys. I'm with you, though. I think it is a back. I think it's Corum or Edwards because they're just going to feast, man. They're going to have They're going to have lanes to run through. They're going to be the best athletes on the field. It could be a big, big day for Michigan running back. So I'll go with Edwards. You go with Corum. I'm guessing one of us is going to be right. That's that's what I think. Dude, I love this question. Lewis Blake, thank you so much. I, I can't wait to see Chris's reaction. Who wins the QB battle out of me and Bryler? He puts 65-45 on oh my your boy. No, no. That's only because he hasn't met us in person yet. Listen, hey, Lewis. Come by the RV. Come see. We'll have footballs out there. I'll be slinging it. I'm Dude, a southpaw. Come see. Chris is a lefty. 
I question his mobility. I'm not saying mine is <laughs> top notch. Uh, Who needs mobility at this age? We can both we can both uh, huck it listen, pretty good. We were listen. throwing it around at Chris's house the other day, and it was it was enjoyable. If Robert Ory were a quarterback, it would be me. Okay. And that's pretty much all you need. I don't know who you compare that to. Scott Mitchell well, is a little more talented. I compare myself to more of an Allen Iverson type, but what, it's whatever. I mean. <laughs> I, I literally just said I have more talent than Scott Mitchell, and I know that's not true. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about it. Come on out. Let me and Chris throw you a couple. You can decide for we'll yourself. We'll throw some seeds. We'll throw some seeds with you. That's all I'll say. Oh, uh, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, Lewis just, Lewis just went way, way down on the favorites list <laughs> for, for giving me the edge. I won't forget about bit. that. I won't forget about that. Lewis Blake. I will not forget. Um, so Kilmer, this is a really good question and it was brought up. That's <laughs> a really good question. Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, this was Jim Harbaugh was asked this on Monday, even though Cade is the starter for week one and JJ is the starter for week two. He said, we'd still see both guys just like we did last year. And he said that might be the case all season, regardless of who the starter is. I, I will revert back to our discussion we've had many times. If JJ ends up being the starter, I just don't really know what you bring Cade in to do. I So that part would be a little bit weird to me. But to answer this question specifically, it sounds like we will see both guys on Monday. I keep saying Monday, too. On Saturday, and probably, probably Davis Warren, too. Maybe Alex Orgy gets some run. Remember, the freshman can play four games and still retain the red shirt if they want to go that route. I think we'll see multiple. Wasn't it like, did we see like six or seven quarterbacks against Western Michigan last year? It was a lot. Yeah, a lot no of walk-on dudes played. So I do think we'll see them both, and I think that'll probably be the case for at least the first three games. I, I would say there's a 0% chance you do not see J.J. McCarthy on the field on Saturday. Put it yeah, even though he's the guy on, on week two for the Hawaii game, he's still yeah. – He's, he's going to get some run. Yeah, yeah he's, he's going to get some run. I don't think there's any question about that. So, uh, Brandon Johnson, I'll, I'll field it to you, Chris. First, do we think the offense will – it can be – I say it can be for sure. Do we think it will be more explosive early on? What are we going to see out of this offense? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes because I truly, truly believe – that they fully understand what they currently have at the University of Michigan in terms of athletic talent. I, I just, I don't, you know, it's going to be easy to hand the ball off a lot to Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards because they're, they're so tremendously good, but Michigan hasn't had weapons like this at the receiver position in quite some time. And I think that based on what they've got going on at the quarterback position, I mean, Keegan lost, how many pounds did Keegan lose? I mean, you got guys on the offensive line. He yeah. lost 40 plus pounds since the Georgia game. I think that this offense is gearing up towards being more explosive, more mobile. I think that's why there's an interest there in, in, in tinkering with JJ and seeing what you can do there. So yeah, absolutely. I don't just hope it. I think that it's really going to come to pass this year because if it doesn't, here's my question. And we've talked about this before. If you are a five-star receiver and you're a guy who wants to go out and make plays and you see an offense like this, and it's not happening. I, I just I I don't know why you're recruiting guys like Andrew Anthony and Darius Clemens and, and athletes like that. So yeah, I think you need to go out and you need to put the ball around and it needs to be explosive. I have three very obvious reasons why the offense will be more explosive no matter Let's what. Let's hear it. Love Hassan Haskins, 20 touchdowns, incredible, five against Ohio State. Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, both more explosive than Hassan Haskins. That's a fact. I mean, you talk about home run plays, big, you know, big runs breaking a tackle and taking it 70. Son Haskins was a lot of things. Home run threat, he was not. So that's one. Two, if J.J. does end up playing more, which whether he's the starter or not, I think he's obviously going to play more than he did as a true freshman. He's more explosive than Cade when he's on the field. The running plays, the dynamic arm talent, the freewheeling, the improv, the extending plays to get the big plays down the field. That makes Michigan's offense more explosive. Explosive, And three, the return of Ronnie Bell. I think those three things alone, you, you automatically are going to get a more explosive, more complete, potentially more balanced offense than you saw last year. And if the offensive line is improved, then you've got less pressure from the defense. I think 
I think there's a formula there where this offense could be one of the best in the country. And, and can I just say that if you have J.J. McCarthy behind center, you also have a true dual threat at that position. Yeah, and if you go back and you watch the highlights from last year, he torched Northwestern. Like, he he did it against Nebraska. He did it against Georgia. He's able to get out and create with his legs. And when you have a quarterback that adds that element to the game, it makes it that much harder for the defense that also has to account for Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards and all the weapons they have uh, on the outside at the wide receiver position. So, yeah, I mean, will the offense be more explosive early on? Uh, I don't see how it can't be. It's just there, there's too much there for it not to be. Speedier, more dynamic running backs. Yeah. Speedier, more dynamic quarterback. Ronnie Bell back in your wide receiver. I, I mean, that's all. And there's more. I think there's more. But I think those three things are going to be very, and an very NFL notable. offensive line. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Speaking of that offensive line, uh, did I lose my question? Where'd it go? I remember what it was, so I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry I'm not going to give you your props for the first Brandon, Brandon. Oh, there it is. So we talk a lot about Olu, but what about Trente Jones starting at right tackle for Andrew Stuber? Could that be an upgrade as well? I think yes. I, I, you know, Stuber was a mountain of a man, 6'7", 6'8", 340 plus. But Trente Jones is like tight end athletic, and now he's 310 pounds. And so whatever you couldn't do with Andrew Stuber because of his lack of mobility or not quite fleet, being fleet of foot enough, Trente Jones can absolutely do it. And he's not small. He's smaller, but he's not small. He's not an undersized lineman, but instead you get a huge upgrade in the athletic athleticism department with still a guy who's pushing 310 pounds. So you've got Trent A. Jones, who's extremely athletic. Mm -hmm. You've got Keegan dropping 40 pounds since the Georgia game. Now, why is that? Why, why is that, Brandon? Is that? My hunch is because you got a more mobile quarterback behind you, and this offense is going to be pretty goddamn explosive. And you've got Olu as well, who is an NFL center, which all the things Andrew Bastardis was and is and has been for this team – Sunday ready, he's not. And so, dude, this offensive line is going to be sick, dude, sick. They're going to be so, so good. They are going to dominate games this year. And, and they could be dominant at any aspect. Screen game, bubble screens, tunnels, power run game. Have we even mentioned A.J. Henning's name? I mean, he's, he's in that group. He's in yeah. that group. So, it, it's it could be a really, really special group, man. It could be. All right, here we go. Keep rolling, keep rolling, keep rolling. We just talked about it as, you know, potentially being, you know, a, a, just an absolutely dynamic one-two punch between Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. Do either of us see Donovan Edwards taking over as the lead back before the season ends? Let me ask it to you this way, Chris, two-parter. What does lead back even really mean? Because, like, before Blake Corum got hurt last year, were either one of those guys a lead back? And they still touched the ball a ton. No, I mean, I, I think both guys are so good that it is going to be a true two-back system. I mean, both guys do similar things well, but also do different things well. I mean, you know, Blake Corum's not going to go out and throw a 60-yard bomb, but there's there's stuff he can do with his legs that, you know, maybe Donovan Edwards isn't quite, uh, isn't quite there yet. So I just don't see how you keep either guy off the field to answer the question. No, I don't see Donovan Edwards taking over as the lead back because I think it's going to be a true two back system. Both of those guys are too, are way too uh, talented. And I just want to say, like, I know everybody is, a lot of people are high on Donovan Edwards, but I don't, you know, I, I don't know what there is. People are sleeping on Blake Corm and I don't know if it was the injury or what happened last year, but People were talking Heisman contention like the first few weeks of the season with Blake Corum. He was that electric. And then the injury obviously slowed him down a little bit. And so I'm still all in on Blake. I think he's going to be, you know, if you want to say a true lead back, I think it's going to be Blake Corum throughout the duration of the year, but it will be both guys. I'll, I'll bring up my quote again from is probably week two or week three. I said, I know Hassan Haskins is really good, but I don't know how you ever take Blake Corum off the field. And yeah. I, I meant that. I mean, I really did mean that. Then when he got hurt and Hassan, you know, did what he did and the performance against Ohio State, leading the country in first down runs, incredible, incredible season. But I, for my money, if I'm making a running back in a lab, he's more Blake Corum than he is Hassan Haskins. I, just, I love his style. I love his stature, his speed, the quickness, the shiftiness, the home run ability. 
that's my kind of back right there. And now you've got two of them, dude. I mean, it's un, it's an unbelievable uh, backfield that they have there. And I mean, for, for all the wide receivers options that they have, it's like, oh, what about the tight ends? Oh, what about the O-line? Oh, what about the backs? So what, I, dude, it's across the everywhere. board. It's everywhere. On offense. It's across the board on offense. Um, Chris is about to go six to midnight, but I'm going to put the question up anyway. I already am. <laughs> you guys more excited for Cade starter JJ's? I mean, come on. I mean, what are we what are we doing here, Zach Sunday? That's a fake. But, uh, Zach, Your last name is not or Sanday. That's a, that's even more fake than Sunday. Come on, Zach. JJ under the lights, hundred and ten thousand plus, yeah. all in maze. The stadium rocking. Seven Nation Army, pump it up, Mister Brightside, and JJ throwing dimes everywhere. Yeah, dime it out, dude. Dime it out. Yeah, that's, I mean, ah, dude, it just kind of always feels like we're just pooping all over Cade, man. I promise we're not. But who, who is not beyond excited to watch J.J. trot out there and start that game? I, I, I mean, even Cade McNamara's parents are excited to watch J.J. start the game, <laughs> aren't they? Come on. Everybody would have to be excited about that, man. <laughs> Everybody. Was I picking my nose? I pick, I'm a nose picker, admittedly. So if I, I, you know, I'll get up in there, dude. You know, whatever. (laughs) It's my nose, dude. I'll do what I want. I'll clean house. I'll clean house. Happy birthday, Aunt Chrissy. Happy birthday to my Aunt Chrissy. Chrissy. She let us use the cottage up there. She's always happy birthday to you. Whoa. That was (laughs) a little much. Going a couple octaves. A little much. I just thought I'd throw that out there in case, you know. I wasn't I wasn't gonna use this one as a prediction, so I throw it up. Chris, you've you've talked about Donovan's throwing ability more than anybody I know, I think. Is he gonna throw a touchdown on Saturday? They're not gonna do that on Saturday. Are I'll they? bet I'll bet they do out of the red zone. I'll bet they do. Wow. I'll bet they absolutely do. You know what? Matter of fact, book it right now. Donovan Edwards will have a touchdown pass this Saturday. No way. You bro. might as well guarantee it. You might as well guarantee it. They're going back to it. Ooh, Junebug, defensive player of the game. I think Kinda so. I like it. I think so. I think he's going to rip heads off. I'm real excited. You talk about, you know, yeah, there's excitement watching JJ week two, but week one, I'm, I'm, Junior Colson's probably as high as anybody else on my list as far as who Mike says. <laughs> Dude, I am phenomenal at mental math, and this is cracking my shit up that this didn't register. A 65 45 split is 110. Dude, that's not even 100. Oh, the dude, yeah. So he just gave you like extra, just just gave you off the chart skill. Compared oh, to, you I know, love it. I love it. I, Lewis, 65, Lewis, 35. What was it? Blake? Blake Lewis? Was that his name? Lewis I, don't, Blake. I don't He meant Lewis 65, Blake. Okay. 35. Uh, very big question, Chris. Are we going to have merch this weekend? Okay. So here's uh, there will not likely not be merch this weekend because to be honest this weekend with the rv is going to be a lot of trial for us it's our first time getting it out there and we're going to try to make a lot work and it's an early kick so there's a lot going on but there will be merch the following week for the night game against hawaii the rv is going to be out there all day so you guys will have plenty of time come by pick up some shirts some hats play some video games with us hang out maybe even see an interview or two i like this question a lot I like it a lot. Maybe I will steal part of this for my predictions Ooh. on Friday. How many 50-yard plays does Michigan have on Saturday? That a 50-yard play, it's, that's a big boy play. That's, that's, that's your big boy. That's your big boy. That's a big play. <laughs> I, I do think they're going to have a couple. You got a number, Chris? What do you feel? I would confidently say three. I think they'll have three 50 plus yarders. And I mean, if you get a few 30 and 40 yarders in there, that's pretty solid as well. But I would say three 50 plus. And that is a great question. Kudos to Adam Molnar for the question. Phenomenal. So if I, if I set the over under at two and a half and you had to put real money on it, you'd take the over. Yes, I would. I would take the over. Yeah. I I mean, there's two Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards will probably get that many by themselves. Think first instinct, I would, I, I, I had two, I had two. So if I was betting, I would probably go under two and a half. But I, dude, it wouldn't surprise me if they had five or six. Did they could hit a couple long passes? 
I mean, yeah. if you throw in the return game, does that count? You know, does, does Roman Wilson pop off a 50 yard return? I think there's a there's the potential for a lot of really does a does a you know a 65 yard pick six does that count because I can right. see that being possible. I'd probably still take the under because 50 yard plays are that's that's substantial, man. But I I do think they're going to have some explosive. This offense is substantial. Yeah, it, it certainly could be. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Cade haters. Cade haters. Did somebody are, say that? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I feel like that sometimes. I promise I don't dislike the guy. I don't. I'm not rooting for him to fail. I'm not rooting for him to transfer. I'm not no, rooting for no. him to I, dude, it's get the his Coke, job taken. It's the Coke-Pepsi analogy. It, that, that's the only way to sum it up. I prefer Coke, and if Coke is on the menu, I will always take Coke. But that doesn't mean that I hate Pepsi. And if I'm in a situation where all I can drink is Pepsi, I will gladly have it. Cade is Pepsi for me. I just prefer Coke. It's not... It's not a hate thing. I just, I have a preference for a different type of quarterback. I've always been more of a fan of dual threat quarterbacks. I think it yeah. brings another element to the offense that you need if you want to be able to win a national championship. So is that a knock against Cade? No, it's just a plus for JJ. And I'm getting feedback in my headphones, so I'm going to come out. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with Chris. I mean, you know, I've heard, I've heard, um, you know, people from different markets, I, you know, people on the radio, different, whatever. I've heard people say, I've never seen so many Michigan fans want a, 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 a big time winner at quarterback to fail. I, does anybody want Cade to fail? I don't think that's what it is for anyone. I think you, I think you could take the most staunch JJ supporter who wants him to be the guy from day one. They still don't want Cade to fail. It's that's, you know, I don't think anybody wants Cade to go out and play poorly. So they're like, see, it's got to be JJ. I just don't think it re it registers that way. Dude, the, the, the unfortunate part about it is they're both competing for the same position. That's the only reason why, like if Cade was going for another job, like I would be supportive, you know, I guess of him and, and what he's trying to do. It's just. I only care about the quarterback position at the University of Michigan. And unfortunately, only one guy can play that position at a time. And if I had to choose between those two guys, even with what Michigan accomplished last year under Cade, I think Brandon and I talked about this on one of the previous shows. For as, for as much kudos as I want to give to Cade for last year, I don't think he was the difference maker. I don't think he was the reason that happened. I think he played his role as well as anybody could possibly play it. But I don't think it was a difference maker. I view JJ as a difference maker, a guy that's going to go out and make things happen. And and that's not a knock against Cade. They're just two different players, and I have a preference. There you go. I'm with you. I mean, you know, I don't know. Credit it back to the video games, dude. I don't know. I always wanted a quarterback with 80 speed. I'm dude, not it, even it, playing the guy if he's not. If you're playing NCAA college football and, and you're going to put one guy behind center, and you're playing the video game, which guy are you going to put back there? The guy that's got, you know, uh, 89 speed or the guy that's got 73? You know, you've watched. A, a, that's what I'm saying. Not even a debate. All right, Chris, I'll, I'll let you do what you want with this. Okay. Lewis Blake has changed it to 55-45 because you did a little convincing. You do what you want with that. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Come see me Saturday. I'll have the ball in hand. I'll, I'll work up a – I know it's going to be hot on Saturday, but to prove to prove my arm strength, you better believe I'll work up a sweat before I even get to the big house to do my work. Come there see me. Go. I'll show Come you. Challenge <laughs> him. Make sure your people is there to see it. <laughs> Uncle Mike coming through with a question. We I mentioned App State earlier. Do we see a scenario where any of these first, I would say first three, I mean, like Maryland's a Big Ten team. I still expect Michigan to beat them, but I don't think you could really put that in the App State category because they're in the conference. But do you see any possibility, Chris, any, where Michigan, dude, stumbles in the worst way possible against these first three non-conference teams? No, because none of these first three non-conference teams are as good as Appalachian State was. I mean, I, I just fair. think that's the case. So Appalachian State, had athletes. They just, they, they weren't supposed to compete with a program like Michigan. I, you know, Yukon, no Hawaii, no Colorado state, no Maryland, no Iowa, maybe, but those, you know, those first four games, those are, you know, Michigan in the bag. 
I mean, UConn didn't win a game last year. They're now coached by Jim Mora. They've got a transfer quarterback from Penn State who's supposed to be, you know, a massive upgrade at the position. Hawaii, I don't know, didn't they almost shut down their football program? They just got housed by 50 by Vanderbilt. On at their home. home? Yeah, on their like home. on field. the island. I, I don't think there's any way. I don't think there's any way. I think you can play most of Michigan's backups the entire game and win handily against all three of these teams. So I, yeah. I don't think it's going to be remotely close in any of them. This is a good one. This is a sidebar question, and I like it, Marcus. Thank you. What are our thoughts if Ohio State is to boat race Notre Dame on Saturday night or just in general? Let's talk about that Notre Dame-Ohio State game. I think yeah. Ohio State's going to whoop that ass. Bad. I don't. I no. don't actually. Don't no. And and you know what? I might <laughs> there is there's actually a good chance that I might uh I might regret this later on in the season, but uh I think Ohio State is I don't want to call them a fraud, but I just don't think they're as good as everybody seems to think they are. I think Notre Dame's going to go in there. I don't know that they're going to win. I hope Notre Dame wins. But I just, I'm not impressed with CJ Stroud. I'm not impressed with Ohio State. I think that they're a good football team, but I don't think they are any longer this juggernaut that they appeared to be the previous two decades. I think they've come down a little bit, and I think it's going to be a close game Saturday. So we're, I think Ohio State's going to win by quite a bit, but we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm not quite as far on the slider as Chris is saying that they've, you know, they've come back to the pack or they've done, you know, I still think they're going to be really good. Ohio State has the best odds. They're going to be really good. Sure. Make the they're going to be good. They're going to so, be good, but they're not, you know, they're, they're not, I don't know. I just don't view them anymore as this unbeatable program. And to me, the, the, the leading reason is CJ Stroud. I have big doubts about CJ Stroud. I know he's talented, but Michigan rattled his cage and you can blame it on the flu all you want. But the reality is you were getting popped in the mouth all day long. And I think this like defense it. is, he didn't like it. And I think this yeah. defense is going to do it again. It's going to be cold. It's going to be flu season. And you're going to have a defensive front that's confident as hell. And that's going to pop you in the mouth. I just don't, I don't buy into Ohio state nearly as much as I did a year ago. We'll see Listen, on Saturday. Yeah. Listen to this guy. And by the way, we are going to have the ability to create some one-off t-shirts, right? I don't know if that was supposed to be a secret or not, but we're going to have the yes. ability to really roll some stuff out. I don't know if this is going to be one, but it made me laugh. <laughs> Can we get Kate's Pepsi? Oh, is that what you No. Yeah. Yeah. Kate is Pepsi. Kate is Pepsi. And JJ is diesel Mountain Dew. <laughs> no, I'm just, it's funny that you guys are putting that up there as a pop connoisseur. I am, I am entertained this guy, by those. This guy lives on pop, the hard stuff, the diesel, not the diet, not the sugar-free. This guy's gulping it down. Yeah. Uh, the RV has a generator, but... It is not currently in working order, but we do have the plug to the RV, which everything we're gonna, runs we're off. We're going to have the, power. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. going to have power from Fully our powered. site. Uh, once we hit the road, that'll be something we got to look into a little bit. But, yeah, for... For, for all home games, we're, we're good on power, and so that, that won't be an issue. But we've talked about that. We weren't sure if we wanted to go full-blown generator or not on this bad boy. We're not really sure it's necessary. So. Sure. It's, been, it's been 25 days, man. Tires, yeah. you know, interior generator will come, but probably not for week one. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll continue to let that let that simmer. Um... <laughs> you see those mountains? I can throw pigs in a quarter mile. That's what Chris. Come that's see, kind of, come see me on Saturday. That's come what you're going to get from now. Chris listen, now, hey, listen. No, no, that's not me because I can't. I wouldn't say I, I, I got a, a good deep ball, but I mean, you're within 25, 30 yards, and I lock on target. I mean, it's coming in and it's a tight spiral. It's, a, it's a seed. It's coming to you. Did not know this. Apparently, UConn's transfer quarterback tore his ACL. I did not know that. So that he was supposed to be like a game changer for them. And obviously if he tore his ACL, he's done. I, I was not aware of that. So thank you for bringing I, yeah. that to my attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a bummer, man. That poor kid dude, was going to get, get a chance to try to be a, you know, a savior for Jim Mora's UConn Huskies. So that's a bummer. Did not know that. Um, let's see. Let's see. Is this, is this who I think it is? I didn't even know my dad had a Facebook. Is somebody pretending to be my dad right now on this? Are you, get, are you getting catfished? 
And so I don't he, think, he's saying he hope he hopes OSU beats Notre Dame by listen, sixty. You know who my dad hates more than anyone on the planet? Well, it's I'm Notre guessing Dame. Notre Dame. He Man. hates Notre Dame. So, based on that comment, I think that is a real Scott Brown sighting. <laughs> he's, let's, let's give him a round of applause. He signed into Facebook for the first time since 2009. Everybody, congratulations! Oh my Good to have you, Dad. Good to have you. All right. Well, it is about an hour and five minutes. I don't want to. I don't oh want to skip. Goodness, over. an hour four. How the hell did we get to that already? No, dude. I looked up there and I was like, "Wow, we're really, we're really over an hour." Uh, <laughs> Jay, Jay wants to charge his our his phone in our RV. I, yeah, you, you can know, do that. Six six bucks a minute. We gotta. We we think that's fair. Uh, we've talked to some market leaders in the industry and. That will be the going rate if you want to charge your phone. Uh, Absolutely. No, we're, Absolutely. dude, listen, man, we are so excited for this weekend. We're so pumped for some of you guys to come out. If you want to say hi to us a little bit, we're going to be doing the pregame show. That's something that's still kind of in the works. We don't know exactly like when we're going to do that or for how long or how that's really going to work. We're going to tentatively, try to yeah, outward. Tentatively you know, so. plan on like a, I'm thinking like a nine, nine to nine thirties yeah. type deal. You know what I mean? Cause we're going to need time to get into the stadium and you know, Brandon's going to be up in the press boxes here. I'll be down on the field. So we've got that part of what we're doing um, as well, but yes, it, it, it'll be early in the morning, but you guys are going to be out there. I mean, it's opening weekend, Michigan football. Yeah. You're not out there by 6am. What are you doing? What are you doing? And did want to give one more final shout out as we get ready to close this out. We are also partnering with Wolverine state brewing company. Ooh. Super excited about that. We might we might have a little bit, a little bit of product from them on Saturday. I'm not going to promise that yet. Nate Fritz, our boy over there, the general manager of the restaurant bar, is out of town for a food show for the next three days. So this first week is a little bit by the seat of our pants, but we will have that moving forward. Can I just say, though, on our, on our call with Nate today at Wolverine State Brewing Company, I mean, we didn't just talk beer. We didn't just talk drinks. We talked pulled pork sandwiches. We talked, oh, yeah. I mean, listen, there are things in the works for this RV. I, I just stay tuned, stay with us. Week one's going to be a bit of a trial run. We want you all to come and see it. But man, as this thing gets rolling, it's going to be, it's, it's impressive. It's a spectacle. Boys, 517 Berkeley Ave, the command center, the Death Star, whatever you want to call it. She's big. She's bad. She's beautiful, man. We cannot wait to roll up into town with all the fans everywhere and park that baby and just just have a really good time and just keep bringing you guys good content. That's that's the ultimate goal. And, and, and if you see us on the road, if you see us on the road, share the picture. Tag us. Let us know yeah, if you man. see us out yeah. and about going down the highway because we are going to be traveling a lot of miles on this RV in 2022. Out to New York. Even my mom stepping in tonight. Yeah, I, I, Chris's mom has Netscape. Chris's mom has been a soldier. She's been like, I think every show start to finish just about. So I've been dogging my parents a little a bit. Real one. I don't even think they know what I do. They just whatever. He's down there. We're proud of you. There's Brandon down there dicking off again. Yeah, he's doing something. But they're in here, so good to see you guys. Thanks everybody for being here. Amazing, amazing participation again, as always. Fan Led Wednesdays is here to stay. We will have it every single week, and I can't wait, dude. Let's get after it on Friday. We'll see you guys soon. Take care.